Good afternoon, my friends. I'm back with another episode of the Blunt Cake series. It's actually episode 17, even though yesterday, in the previous mo- or, or module, previous training, was episode 22. I realized I had screwed up the numbering order, so I'm going to be fixing that with some more Blunt Cake episodes. Some of this will be a reinforcement to what we've discussed in the past in this series and in other trainings, but we need all we need a good reinforcement now and again, right? So I'm excited to be able to contribute to your life and your well-being and happiness that way. So again, welcome. I'm Marshall Berkshire, and I help codependents come to know, love, and live who they are. And help them accomplish that by helping them restore their safety, sanity, and self, understand their value, voice, and vision, and then create and enjoy happy, healthy friendships and relationships in their lives. So yeah, that's what I'm about. <clears throat> so today we're going to have episode Blunkig episode number 17, which is completely out of order with the rest of them. So we can fix this order. Today we're going to talk about... I had it. Man, my brain today. Yeah. Respecting patterns of behavior and impact. They tell you what the future will be. Because this one's a... This is something I am reinforcing frequently with my students and my clients because it's a biggie. This is... This can be really challenging to grasp and to trust. So that's what we're going to be talking about here. So before we do that, we're going to get... I need to get this shout out to the community. The community is your safe haven where you can find tools, guidance, and support in your journey beyond codependency. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. If you're listening via YouTube, hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening via podcast, you can go to my website, which is freetheself.com or to the description in the podcast, and you click on the community there, and boom, you can join and get more support, guidance, connection in your journey back to yourself. So I'm going to get that shared out right now to the community. Come here, and we clicky thingies, and amazing things happen, and voila. So it's lovely to see you all. I appreciate you being here. As always with Blunt Cake Episodes... This is a chance to check in with your capacity. Are you ready to hear some bluntness? Are you ready to receive it? Are you ready to deal with some confrontation that might come up for you in, well, what you're going to learn today? Check in with that. Because if, if you're not in a space ready for that, this is a good time to not watch this video. Go watch a different video of mine or even go for a walk, check in with your body, make some space for yourself. Do some self-care, self-regulation, or you can go and connect with others and get some co-regulation there. But if you're ready, let's jump in. All right. Respecting patterns of behavior and impact because they predict what the future will be. So in codependency, we have this element called the fantasy. <coughs> and the fantasy predicts the future. But it predicts a future based on what we hope will be. And what we hope will be is dead is is predicated or built on what we experienced initially with this individual when we were going through what's called the seduction phase. So the way I look at narcissistic re- relationship cycles is we have a seduction phase where we're love bond, where we're giving grandiose attention, grandiose promises, grandiose love, acceptance. Uh, There's intensity there, and what this does internally is it activates what's called the EDD cycle. So EDD 
is three things. This first one is E for euphoria. This seduction activates a sense of euphoria within us, and then we are drawn to them. We need them. We start to enmesh with them because a lot of our unmet needs, our undeveloped or incomplete sense of self or identity, and our need or hunger for connection and safety are, wow, I'm getting this. They're being nurtured. They're being nourished. So these child-level attachment needs are being flooded by this attention coming from this individual, and we latch on. Now, sometimes seduction doesn't have to be very grandiose. It can be simple as consistency, reliability, and a focus on you. And you're like, well, this is better than nothing, which creates a sense of euphoria all by its own because it's better than nothing. And then you're like, I'll, I'll go with it. I'll tolerate this because I don't want to deal with this emptiness, this loneliness, this shame, this guilt, this lack of self over here, which all deals with codependent uh, or what was not met in us and cared for us growing up and into our adulthood. And that's what codependency is trying to meet for us, trying to supply identity, connection, and safety. And those are the three necessities in which it attempts to get for us. So we got that going on. So we got our seduction happening. And then we move into the despair phase, which is when well, we got seduction, which moves into abuse. Abuse triggers despair within us. And then they discard us, which activates um, or triggers distress in us and then activates despair in us when we get discarded. It's been a bit since I've taught this cycle, so my brain's a little wee. But really what's going on here is when we look at patterns of behavior and they start treating us well again, they start being nice to us, they stop yelling at us, they stop calling us names, they start giving us things that we've asked for, things like that, We're, they're moving us into a seduction phase. They're trying to get us to do something for them. And when we're dealing with this, we're ignoring the rest of the experience. And this is what I mean by patterns of behavior and impact. Because in healthy relationships, they don't result in this kind of cycle. Healthy relationships have a cycle of being seen, loved, valued. So there's a, a predominance of respect and care for each other. There's a concern about each other's well-being, how things are going for us. Things are built on consent. Uh, relationships are seen as a privilege. It's an honor to be in connection with you. I'm grateful to have this vulnerability with you that you've shared these things with me, even if they're things about myself or how I show up in a way. Well, at least I'm getting some clarity on how I'm impacting you. And that's not an easy thing to do by any means. That doesn't feel good. But when we're coming from a healthy space, we're willing to receive that because we're concerned. We care about our impact on other people. We care about the impact on this particular person in this relationship. But in seduction abuse discard, it's really oriented around what regulates our sense of value, our sense of identity, connection, and safety, and what regulates this into other individual so that they'll stop doing the things that make it unsafe to be ourselves and have connection. So that's what's going on right there. When we look at a relationship holistically, we need to understand what that pattern behavior impact is. Because again, in that healthy relationship, the pattern is being seen, loved, and valued, not being seduced, abused, and discarded. That's pattern of behavior and impact. And then we start getting results out of this. Results are like, well, what's it costing me emotionally? What's it costing me 
in my health, in my wealth, my mental sanity, my sense of well-being and happiness. Relationships should be adding to those things, not taking them away. Relationships that take from these things are not healthy for you. This is the blunt cake. It doesn't matter what they did in the seduction phase. It matters what happens after that. The abuse matters. The discard matters. Your sense of distress and despair matter because they are defining the reality of this relationship because these two things do not exist in healthy relationships. Yeah, we might have some distress in a healthy relationship, but often that is either trauma talking or we're moving into a state of deeper vulnerability that we need to learn how to regulate. That has to deal with how we care for our attachment needs and our attachment system. But it's not, the distress isn't being activated by an abusive, discarding, attacking behavior by the other individual. Sometimes it's activated by conflict, difference, disappointment, being told no, having limits, things like that. But those are normal functions of a relationship. We're going to have conflict. We're going to have differences. We're going to have limits. We're going to be told no. We're going to say no. That's normal function there. But being gaslit, being name-called, being physically, sexually, emotionally, financially, or spiritually controlled, harmed, uh, neglected, those are not features of healthy relationships. So that's why there's a distinct pattern of behavior results and impact that we can look at and says, hey, this is healthy for me and this is not. And this is where we need to make decisions from. See, a lot of times in codependency, especially with the fantasy, we have been conditioned to make choices based on what I call the primacy of emotion. In other words, the emotion tells the truth. So if I'm feeling a certain way, that's the truth about this thing. That's not an effective place to make choices from. One, because those feelings may change. Two, they're reliant a lot of times on the cycle that you're stuck in, whatever's going on. What we want to make decisions based on is the pattern of results, impact, and behavior that we can predict will happen based on how this person has been behaving for as long as we have known them. So if I've known someone for two days and they've been behaving really nicely, then I can make a prediction that they might continue to behave nicely at this particular level of engagement. But if I'm just getting to know them, I need a lot more experience with them in a lot of mundane, normal situations. I need to know how they show up when I have a bad day, when I don't have capacity, when I say no. I need to know how they show up when they say no, when they don't have capacity, when they've had a bad day, when they're frustrated. I need to know how they show up when I ask for something I need. I need to know how they ask for things that they need and how they show up with that. We need real experience with these people in a variety of different situations to really coax out who they are on a persistent basis. Then we can start making predictions about the future we would have with them if we were to stay in that connection or relationship with them. That's the point of dating. That's what we really ought to be doing in that. It's not like The Bachelor where we're just going to do this instantly over six, nine weeks. It's absurd. I mean, babies take longer to be made than that. Relationships ought to take a little longer than that in my book. So 
what we want to be making choices from, especially commitments from, is the pattern of behavior, impact, and result that we can anticipate will happen to us in this particular relationship. This is how we respect ourselves. This is how we keep ourselves in our sovereignty. It's how we can discern what is healthy for us or not. This is healthy relating. So it doesn't matter how nice, how good it is in certain ways. Oh, the sex is great. Oh, they're really good at this thing and that thing. Great. What else is happening? Oh, they, they abuse me and they discard me and they control the finances and they eliminate me from my friends. Oh, time to get out of Dodge there. See, the positives do not occlude or cancel out the negatives. The negatives matter because that's where the real impact happens. That's what you are going to live with and that's what's going to affect your well-being and your happiness. And remember, there's two commitments um, I recommend all individuals have but especially if we're dealing with codependency and the first code the first commitment for for working codependency is that i'm going to be honest with my experience what am i really feeling what is really happening for you for me in this what's going on and the second one is loyalty to my well-being when these two things are in action they're active in the way we treat ourselves and the way we respond to life, we're going to be way outside toxic relationships at that point because it's going to be obvious what's going on because we're being honest with ourselves. We're going, this doesn't line up with my well-being, so I'm out. It has to be this blunt. It has to be this, this finite because our brains will lead us into fantasy land the hope that things will change. Maybe if they'll heal their, their trauma, maybe I can, my love will heal them. Maybe I can change them. Dangerous grounds because this is where we lose ourselves. Coming back to ourselves is honesty about what's really going on, how we feel about what the impacts are, and then loyalty to our well-being. That puts us back in our yard, back into our boundaries, back into what we need in our world. So we can be healthy. We can grow in our own prosperity. We can have some peace, safety in our our lives because we deserve that but we have to choose it we can't depend on others to provide it we need to be choosing people places and things that by their nature bring that and enhance that in our lives this is how we create safety safety within ourselves because we can self-trust we can trust our choices and actions say yes and no to things uh, to things appropriately like yes to things that work for us no to things that don't and then surround ourselves with people places and things that add to this so that's today's blunt kick guys it can be really blunt but it's an important critical part of sobriety and the heal yourself strategy i spend most of the entire course is building sobriety getting really connected with reality so that you can exit it's 22 weeks long the thing is 22 months long and that's while we're working on is restoring safety back to that sanity your sovereignty so you can be safe again and it's all predicated on this hey what's really happening what's its impact does this align with my well-being and happiness from there we can make the appropriate choices for ourselves in our lives now that doesn't mean it's easy <laughs> it's not an easy thing 
it's a very, very difficult journey. And it can take a lot of time to move through this because it can be very complex to get back into alignment with our well-being. There's a lot of moving parts, both internally and externally. We have a lot of healing work there to explore. So as you're merging into this, you're exploring it, you're going to need a number of different resources to guide you in this. I always recommend that my students have a trauma therapist that they're actively working with. I recommend that they work and connect with other students in the community in my courses. So I do that twice a week through live mentoring hours. You can get support and guidance from me as well because I'm, I'm here, got your back. I recommend that they're building a support community. So not just therapists, not just my community and the students, but an in real life community as well to get reinforcement there. A lot of people use CODA or Al-Anon for that. Um, and then building support through friendships and by doing that through play and through expanding your life just a little farther beyond what you've been going through. That right there, those elements set you up for long-term success because they're, they're nurturing essential needs you have for safety, for connection, and for a sense of identity of being seen, being recognized, being valued for who you are. So there we go. Thank you, my friends, for being here and for taking this little journey with me on today's episode of the Blunt Cake series, episode 17, because I, in my gift of numbers, missed number 17. We'll also be doing number 19 and 20 as well or something like that. So I get these all correct. So, okay. Well, there you go. Play with this. Go gently with yourselves. Um, Holiday offers are coming up. The holiday enrollment special starts this coming Monday where you can get into the Heal Yourself strategy for $349. It's normally $497, which gets you access to so, so much. So watch out for that. As well as there's other options to enroll in like Know Yourself strategy, Relationship strategy, and the Everything Forever membership. All the enrollment opens then. It closes on the 30th of November. And then the next enrollment period will be June, uh, June, July, January uh, 10th through the 16th, 2022. So there we go. Go gently with yourselves. I will see you guys in our next episode. Bye-bye.